0: all of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Mom's Podcast.
1: Hey there, this is Megan Hillicott. Welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about um, being strong is a lie, <laughs> the lie that strength and uh being strong after with grief um yeah we're gonna dive into that before we dive into that i just want to share a little bit about the rapid resolution therapy sessions i've been doing with moms and they have been so incredible like i'm pretty blown away by them um i really love this this therapy and this approach um because it's so painless, um, there's a lot of like laughing and lightness in the session. Um, and it's so, uh, quick and it, it, it clears things up so quickly without a lot of pain or like somebody just said to me, like, they're like, Oh, I'm a little bit scared because I'm going to be crying the whole time. I'm like, well, it's possible that you could cry, but with RRT, it's just not, um, it's not so much a thing that comes up all the time. Um, it doesn't mean that it can't happen, but it's just such a painless and, an easy way of clearing triggers and trauma and guilt. Like some things that have been coming up in the sessions that I've been doing are like guilt. Um, Pain in the body from physical trauma, um, or not physical trauma, maybe more emotional trauma, but that is coming out through pain, um, hurt, and anger over something somebody said that you can't get out of your head, and just cleared, and guilt that has been with them forever and ever and ever has been lightened or cleared, and it's not there it's just amazing. So I want to quick say something I've been thinking about is that I talk a lot about clean grief and dirty grief. And with this RRT and with grieving mom's Haven and helping you feel and process your emotions, um, it's helping you get out of dirty grief. So dirty grief is like, if you think of like all the things that are added on to grief, like triggers, anxiety, trauma, guilt, shame, fear, worry, all of these things that really weigh you down, um, that make you, you know, unable to sleep, unable to connect with people, maybe withdraw and feel really isolated. All of those things can be cleared and helped and supported. And clean grief is where I want to support you to get you to because clean grief is like you're never going to, forget, or move on from your child. It's where you're going to always miss them. You're always love them. You're going to carry them forward with you. Um, it's it's that pain of loss, but it's not the suffering of loss. So it's very hard to describe, but it's possible to get from dirty grief to clean grief. And that's what this RRT can do, and that's what grieving Mom's Haven can do. I just wanted to share a little bit about that because it's been a really, really fun part of my experience in the last little while where i've been working with moms with that and it's just been incredible and amazing to see so let's dive into today's episode um you know when people come up to you and they say like you are so strong i can't imagine going through what you're going through and you seem to be doing so well i i just can't believe it and you are like uh i feel absolutely broken um, I'm absolutely shattered and you don't feel very strong at all. Um, maybe you say this to yourself, like you need to be strong for your kids, that you have a spouse that needs your help or kids that need your help or a job that's relying on you. So you think that you need to be strong, that you need to push through, um, saying we need to be strong is one of the most damaging things we can say in grief. And I believe it's human's. I get that if you're using the strength and pushing through grief right now, you might be thinking like digging and pushing through is the only way I'm surviving right now. So listen in, please. And I'll share some reasons why we need to change our perception of strength and how the current narrative around strength really is a detriment to grief. So number one, it stops us from getting or asking for help when we need it. Thinking that if we were stronger, we wouldn't need help. If we were stronger, we wouldn't be struggling so bad. All of the judgments and things that stop you from getting the assistance you may need in grief. Um, it kind of boggles my mind. This is kind of something that comes up and it can be easy to think that you should be able to handle this. Or you should be able to navigate this without help or assistance or support. And says who? Who? This is the most difficult thing you will ever experience in your life. Why would you try to do it on your own? I am honestly confused by the messages I get sometimes from moms who get really angry at me for doing this work because it does cost money for my one-on-one services and Grieving Mom's Haven. And they say, no, I don't pay for help for my grief. And... I'm like, okay, that's fine if that's what you really want. But I'm like, don't you want every single aspect of help you can get when you are going through the hardest thing you will probably ever experience in your life? Why do you need to just push through and be strong? It, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me because it it is not something that can just be pushed through. So... I hope that if you're putting on a front and pretending to be strong and that you've got everything figured out, that you'll hear this and know that it's okay to get outside help. It's okay to tell your friends that you're really not doing okay or tell your family or someone who is a safe person to talk to, to be honest about how you're doing. Because again, this is the hardest thing you'll probably ever go through in your life. And it's okay if you fall apart for a little while. I clearly remember having to make a choice. It felt like a very conscious choice that I had to think about to let go of my pride. I decided that when people asked if they could help, I said, yeah, (laughs) and I gave them an idea of what I needed help with. I, I just, I had to let people help. So the people that if you offered Just like, you know, maybe somebody said, oh, I want to help or let me know if you need something. um, they didn't get a chance to just (laughs) say that I said, oh, okay. Yep. I took them up on it, but this was truly only available to me because I decided it's okay for me to say yes. It's okay for me to get the help. It's okay for me to be vulnerable, to kind of be, um, fragile or shattered for a little while that I can get that help and support and I knew it wasn't going to be forever and I didn't want it to be forever but because I tend to do things myself like if somebody you know just out and about offers to help me some way like (laughs) one time you know walking from the beach with crying kids at one of my shoulders one in my arms and carrying all my stuff And somebody wants to help. I, I tend to just say no. Like I've got it. This is like my life. I'm, I'm good. And this is where I learned the power of surrender. In allowing myself to be taken care of. Which can seem to be a position of weakness. But I do think it actually takes a lot of strength. To allow others to take care of you. Um, it just seems like. It is a a vulnerability is actually strength being vulnerable takes a lot of strength because you have to allow yourself to be in a place where you are seen and vulnerable and yeah it is it is a huge place of, of strength the next thing I want to share about it is when you think you need to be strong or you think that strength um like not being strong or emotion is a weakness. It makes, if that were to happen to you, makes it can make you start to question yourself when you have a bad day, a week, a month, a year. Um, you can start to think that like, what's wrong with me because I'm not happy all the time. Other people seem to be happy. Other see, people seem to be doing okay. What's wrong with me? And knowing that this is part of being human um, the, the emotions and the, the parts that are not very fun, that life is 50, 50, it's 50% negative, 50% positive. Um, and knowing that it's okay to not have to be strong all the time. Sometimes it's okay to have to take a break, to rest, to pause. Um, but when we think we need to be strong, we, we don't, allow ourselves that because we think you know we just have to push through like why in the world would I be struggling right now because I'm a strong person like what's wrong with me Um, the next one is it makes us think that we cannot feel our emotions um, because strong means emotionless or weak means crying and grieving so the society way of viewing strength is your ability to keep going even when the worst has happened. And this means pushing through, running yourself into the ground, ignoring your needs, emotions, or what would be best for you. It's just generally pushing through. I actually just talked to a mom today who talked about this, like, well, I, I'm actually doing fine. I, I'm strong. I've got it. And, and um, it, it's just a very interesting perspective, I guess. But I kind of think that this kind of strength is actually not true strength. This cannot be sustained forever. It's exhausting to do grief with a forceful energy. It's different if you're able to do other things and it feels okay. So like, say you are able to do other things. You feel like you have that capacity and that energy and it all feels good and you're not forcing it. What I'm meaning is that you're forcing yourself over and over again to push down your emotions, do your tasks, maybe even do extra tasks, forcing yourself to keep going in a way that is unsustainable and exhausting. And again, this way of doing grief is exhausting and it's kicking the can down the road. While processing and moving through the grief and relaxing into it, This can also be exhausting and this can actually take more strength. um, But it's actually helping you get to a more stable and grounded place. So you have more space and room in your life. So think of, you know, one example would be a person who's using a pickaxe and breaking through a rock. The forcing, the exhaustion, the, the physical labor, the tiring, like it is a struggle it's literally a ton of work to just keep going and then think of another person who has a raft and they're just riding the waves they still have to work to stay afloat but they're flowing through and over the water it's lighter and the movement is quicker so as they're flowing through these waves then they come to a calm spot in the water where the person breaking through the rock is still there in the same spot I don't know if this analogy is completely fleshed out so that it makes sense or that you can understand it, but I'm trying to describe the difference of being strong internally and more like a rock and not going anywhere, which is also more work and exhausting and flowing with the emotion. While it can be exhausting, actually moves you forward in your grief towards a lighter and more peaceful life. So saying things like, I need to be strong for my kids. I need to be strong for my family. I need to be strong. You are so strong. All of these things imply that you cannot grieve because you need to be strong. But to be human is to grieve. And yet we treat grief like a weakness, like it's something to be rid of as fast as possible. The thing with grief is this, that it will not just go away. It will not just disappear. It needs to be cared for, tended to, and it needs to be acknowledged. It seems to me that the more we fight grief in the name of being strong, the more miserable we become, the more terrible we feel, because grief is still there. But now we have to pretend that we're okay. And now we have to put on a mask in front of everyone, including our kids. And should I say especially our kids, so that they think we're okay, When we are literally dying on the inside, is this how we are supposed to live? Is this the life we're meant to live? Slowly dying on the inside, empty and hurting because we need to show strength? My friend, your child died. You have said goodbye to an incredible human, an incredible person who you love and miss. This is no small deal. This is not just a little bump in the road. This is life-changing, and you do not need to pretend to be strong. What does that show others how grief is? What does it show other people when they begin to grieve? How it's okay to grieve? And think about it. If you are putting on a mask of strength and pretending to your kids, how does that teach your kids to grieve? I actually just saw a session um, recently where a lady's, um, someone she loved died when she was younger and the way her family dealt with it was to not talk about it. And so they hid it all from her and she felt like she was the only one who cared. She felt a lot of shame for feeling so sad for caring. She's the only one who loves people. She's the only one who missed people. All of these things come up because they were pretending or, you know not showing their emotions that's how they dealt with it and I just think it's so important to to talk about I really really do I don't know if it's our society or just a human pride thing but we do not want to to need help from others we want to pretend we can do it all ourselves and you know what we can't no one can do everything alone and if you think you can I'm sorry we're not meant to do everything alone so please stop pretending I get this because I can be this way too but it just it really it's so important so now that I can get off my soapbox about this I want to talk a little bit how I want to think about strength what if strength is not putting on a mask but taking the mask off what if strength was setting up boundaries And grieving in the way you need to. What if strength was having those very, very hard and difficult conversations with the people around you that you love. And telling them what it's like to miss your child forever. What if strength is allowing the pain to come even though it hurts so bad. All of these things are seen as weakness within ourselves. But in reality, they make you closer to people. They create more compassion and connection They help others understand, and they give you the freedom to grieve. And if somebody doesn't understand, they don't need to have a say in your grief. They don't need to have any input. So what if strength is actually in the allowing, in the releasing, in the relaxing of grief? It It really is a huge, I think it takes a tremendous amount of strength to be in that place of vulnerability and um, allowing and being exactly where you're at. Um, Letting go of the need to be strong also gives you the ability to ask for help, the freedom of it, the joy in being human and connecting with others. You allow the people around you who want to help, but when you're pushing them away from helping and you're not even giving them the chance to show that they care so when you let go of the need to be strong you are letting them show that they care i truly believe that when we allow ourselves to grieve freely embrace the pain and sit with our pain be where you are without needing to be somewhere different we can create more freedom in our lives we are grieving, and instead of grieving, plus trying to pretend that we're okay, but trying to keep everything together, plus trying to never show that we're hurting to others around us, plus we get sick, medicate, keep it on as fast from our grief because we had to face it, it would mean we're not strong. So, today I want to send you the biggest hug, the biggest, hugest hug if your child died. I want you to know that you're not alone. I also want you to know that you do not need to be strong in the way that society thinks. You do not need to do it all alone. You do not need to put on a mask. To grieve is human and it is no small thing to say goodbye to your child. So can you today either reach out for help, send me a message on Instagram at cultivated family, or you can send me an email at hello at meganhelica.com Even if you don't think you need it or take small steps at taking off the mask. You'll feel so much better when you can just show up as you are, grief and all, because it is part of who you are now. I am sending you all my love. Take care. See you next week.
0: If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Mom's Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms, where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Grieving Moms Haven at www. Grieving